Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to episode four of On the Grid podcast. On today's menu, well, actually not that much to report from the world of motorsport last weekend, but there was the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500 NASCAR race that finally finished in the UK about 1.15 in the morning. And it's a typical Martinsville mayhem all the way. But a little bit nearer to home, we had the Formula E boys that were winding their way around Rome for a doubleheader weekend there. But first up, Tiff, you're looking a little bit different today. What's going on there? Hey, 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 hey. It's happy hair day. So my, my, my hair's looking fresh. I'm feeling a bit tired. So I was up until a quarter past one this morning watching the end of the rain-delayed NASCAR. And, you know, I still love it. I know not many people seem to follow my preaching that they just think it's simply turning left. But uh, it was a fabulous race. You do need, I think, the times 30, times 12, because when they go to pace cars, it's about five minutes before they start racing again. And some of it, it can get a bit boring. But tremendous battle for the lead right the way to the end and battling all the way through the field and spinning out and dented cars and great entertainment. So I love watching NASCAR. But I think the big story is for Marie, you know, because there was nothing else on. I didn't concentrate on it. We're all very quick to dismiss it. But I'm giving it, I give it a fair chance <laughs> every weekend. And, uh, you know, it was a double header. But I think as a sort of a, a old-fashioned racer, the problems arise from all the gimmicks they want to put into it to try to make it artificially more exciting. And as I look at each formula, and I, I criticise it from a racing driver's point of view, I'm thinking, would I want to be in that race? And presumably you get a bit bored just because it's a whining electric engines all weekend and it's a bit slow, do you? Well, it's a bit sort of crash bang wallop for me. It's just, I, I, unlike you, I really want to like it. And it's got to be the future. It's, it's yeah. inevitably it is, but it's just something that doesn't work about it. Maybe it's just the overtaking or, or lack of, and then there's so many safety cars. <laughs> I started twice under safety car uh, on that second race, I think. Yeah. But it was just, it was just, it's just, for me, it's so frustrating as, as a fan, I just want to see good racing and I want to see, yeah. I don't want to see it stopping in safety car, but I know what they're trying to do. And it's beautiful to oh, yeah. be held in Rome. It's exciting. If you're a sort of outside viewer, because they're always in a crocodile, they're all driving to the same Delta of using electricity. They can't really push too hard. Um, it looks exciting. And of course they hit each other a lot because they're going slowly and they're desperate to overtake at any moment they can. But I think it's this artificial regulations that helps nobody run away with the championship again, annoying me. I mean, you know, on the Sunday with the qualifying, because the championship leaders go out first in qualifying, it's four groups. So the last group out, when the track is fastest, are the people at the bottom of the championship. And I mean, on, on Sunday, what was it was four of the Super Bowl six came from the last group, you know, championship leader Bird. Um, you know, he got 11 from the grid because he had to go out first. And I'd be so frustrated as a driver that because it means you're going to have to battle through the field and the most you can hope to get to is sixth or fifth. And so that's the first artificial battle you have to get through. And of course, Bird was leading the championship after the Saturday race when he finished. And when he finished up there, he got up to about, I forgot the results now where he ended up. Um, but again, it was all bashing the first corner. Uh, Lotra took out Van Dorm going for that dive, the late move. And 
because they're quite slow relative. It's only sort of 70, 60 miles an hour, very, very good drivers. And the fact that the cars have got a wall of bodywork each side, it just invites you to dive into that wedge. And in fact, I was actually surprised at Dario Franchitti, who I really respect. I mean, the effort he puts into making Formula E look more exciting is fantastic. I think he must be on a very good pay scale because <laughs> um, he's brilliant at it. Uh, and makes it tries to make it all exciting. He does his, a great deal, but he actually blamed Van Dorn for closing the door. And I was going, "What, Darry? You, you know what it's you know what it's like. He's a mate of Lotteras, I reckon that's the answer. But the, the stewards actually voted against Lotter. It was the classic diving in the wedge that goes on and on, and they're, they're hitting the walls, and they're blaming each other, and the, how far up the inside you have to be to claim they move over. But the tracks are so tight that if you actually move over to let someone overtake, you're going to be in the wall yourself. You've got to turn in. Um, I don't know. I mean, we had on the other thing about Formula E that drives me out is there's reliability. You get a lot of breakdowns. You know, Degrassi broke down on the Saturday that caused that big shunt when, when Van Dorn went wide to go round him. Um, and so, you know, I mean, Cassidy, this Kiwi boy, who's a great talent, you know, he's won single seater races down under and all over. He qualifies on pole because he was in the last group and he was the last to go out in Super Bowl of the six. Then down to turn one in the lead, the rear brakes lock up. And they've had this, you know. Who was it? Well, someone went straight onto the wall, didn't they, when Kamara was in a, a Into few the big, big foam yeah, walls. Because his brakes failed. Yeah. And they're all, because they have this regen system, so if your battery's full, the brakes react mainly to your brake pressure. When the batteries are empty, you're on this regen. So, in fact, the regen does a lot of your deceleration, like the electric road cars were driving nowadays, and the brake pedal doesn't account for so much. But he hit the brake pedal, and it just locked the rears, like putting a handbrake on. So, against the brake by wire, and driving around, beginning to not trust what your computer's going to do to your brakes is a bit of a worry. And then mm. we have all these attack modes. And you start watching the race, and you get into it, and I think, I guess it's a good race. I can see the tactics coming, and we can just overtake the fact that our grid's upside down is one thing. But literally, attack modes, actually, they lose more places picking up and going this huge detour. <laughs> and in fact, they, they want to get rid of them. As soon as they have a pace car, they all go through the attack mode. You don't actually yeah. use this famous attack mode to attack. You have to get rid of it. It reminds me so, so much of Mario Kart every time I see that yes. attack mode thing. What about the fan boost as well? Well, that was the final thing. So first of all, you got the attack mode, which they get rid of, and they have to do the two. So when the race is going on, you have to check, has he, had, has he done the two attack modes? If someone might be leading that's only done one attack mode, if you know he's got to pull out the crocodile and lose places. And then, yes, the final insult to their rules to make things more exciting. You know, we've got Van Dorn, we've got a pace car. You know, it's, it's going to be a one-lap blast to the finish. This could be exciting, you know. Um, it was in second place. I forget who was going to have a go. It was one of the British boys, Bird, wasn't it? Not Bird. It was Roland, was not said, No, what Roland? He'd been penalised. I forget who was in second place. It's going to be exciting, I thought. And of course, as they go green again for one lap of racing, the commentator says, and of course, Van Dorm's got his fan boost. <laughs> so, so, thanks to his friends all voting for him, there's no excitement in the last lap because he just uses his extra power to pull away. And I think. They try too hard. The regulations, too many regulations. Roland and Lotter both got kicked out of a qualifying session because they had this spike. Actually, in the race, Roland was leading the race when he got a spike. He had a bit of a wheel spin, and apparently you can have a spike of power. And everybody seems to know this is something that can happen in electric engines. 
And he had a poor driver. He had a drive-through, a ruined Roland's race. Lotter, I think, had it in qualifying. He was supposed to be in Super Bowl on, on Sunday. And he had this spike. Well, a driver can't avoid that. And they, they seem to, a bit like, you know, Extreme we talked about. They seem to ruin it by having these obsessive regulations. They want to sort of penalise and make it exciting by throwing penalties everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. It's a good spectacle, but then I think it's too mucked about with. And as a, from a driver's point of view, I think most drivers go home having had a horrible weekend. There's only about one driver, the guy that wins, actually thinks, oh, that's a great weekend's racing. Everybody else is blaming being in the first qualifying session or not getting found. I don't know. It's, they're, pu they're, pushing, they're pushing the boundaries. They're trying new things. Yeah. I don't think it's quite right at the moment. How would it work in, uh, at, a, at a slow, twi twisty track, a small, short, twisty track? How would it work around there? I don't know. Brands is quite fast, but there's some sort of technical things yeah, or Donington or something like that. They, but They've got to keep starting and stopping to regen the batteries. Mm. If you put them on like Brands short circuit, even that's only 1.2 miles, there's so few corners, they wouldn't be able to eke out a 45-minute race without, you know, coasting everywhere. I tell you where they can go. They can go to our old favourite, just over the water, Landau. That would be perfect. Landau, yeah, that would be perfect for Marie around there. About 45-second laps. The other batches lasting. They're saying more power and stuff, but with the future, they're talking about stopping to recharge mid-race. And, and that, as we've said before, I can't see. Every, every charge, you'd have to give that exactly the same rate of power, which, as we know, from stations that doesn't happen very often but yeah it's it's a funny thing but um Agag, you know the man as alessandro who's created all keeps on raving about it and the you know the journalists you know he pays journalists expenses to be at the tracks hotels so obviously the journalists that go there fantastic racing in rome is the headline you know i'm thinking well they're looking at the same thing as me and it is <laughs> it's a spectacle and it's always close there's always someone in the wall and there's always controversy so that's what people want. Then um, answer us. Comment below, as they say on YouTube. Yeah. It was nice. YouTube. I like Nikki Shields. She does a very good job. And of course, yeah. she's with uh, she's with Ginny and Tom Wookie Ford on uh, Electrifying.com. So yeah, um, she she does a very good job. And it's, Jack commentates well. Dario, does, it's a great yeah. team. They put yeah. together a fantastic team. And the drivers. I mean, you know, they're all. I mean, they're on seven-figure salaries, over a million pounds. Some of those wow. boys. I mean, it's great earnings for those drivers that get the Formula E gig, they're all going to say great things about it. Um, and that you do need really good drivers, because all that lifting, coasting, it's really skillful. So you know, there's nothing away from taking away from the, the skill of the drivers out there. But I'm sure every one of them, you put them on a lie detector and say, I'd rather be in a Ferrari at Le Mans, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. A couple of weeks' time, they're somewhere else, and we'll watch them again, and I'll keep watching. Well, that was kind of pretty much it for, for what happened over the weekend, but it's a big weekend ahead with the Formula Very 1. Big going to... Formula 1's back. Yeah, Imola. Imola. Do you like watching Imola? I do. It's, it, it's quite a funny one. It, there's not that much overtaking. It's, sort of, it's a track that seems to flow quite well, lots of corners. But every time I think of Imola, I always think of, of course, the, the great Ayrton Senna. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the, the emotion always comes back and you're... And then, of course, you know, the track was all chopped up because of Ayrton's. I'm sure Ayrton wouldn't have wanted all the S-Bends they put into Imola, uh, you know, because of his death. But the, you know, that's what happened. And, and now it's just that one overtaking moment every lap. And if I designed a circuit, you know, I'd want at least three overtaking spots per lap. Yeah, otherwise absolutely. It's, 
you always know they haven't made it by the first year came, you know, the DRS didn't work. So you just know they're going to sit there. Now that's just sort of going to have a cup of tea. <laughs> right, here we come again. The straight's coming up. DRS is open. You know, can he overtake? But Who's on the podium this weekend? I don't know. This is interesting. I don't know whether the, the big rake cars like Red Bull or the flat cars like Mercedes is going to suit Imola. But obviously, it's, you know, we're building. We hope we're going to have another massive clash between Verstappen and um, and Hamilton. And of course, I, the other interesting thing is, is is the number two drivers. You know, is Bottas going to be close to Lewis? And is um, Dubry going to be Perez? Going to be closer to Verstappen? So that's always an interest. Then the Ferrari, of course, Italy home country. They'll be desperately hoping to sort of at least get you know fifth or something you know get ahead of mclarens and what are these mclarens ahead of the great ferrari but, yeah, lots of, but you like you just mentioned about your uh, uh your co-driver there's lots of ding-dongs this year it seems to be more close ding-dongs this year yeah uh you know look at mclaren look at lando and ricardo and all those sort of ding-dongs all the way through the the pack which is great but i do need an answer from you your prediction for top three please oh top three I think it's going to be a Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas okay. in that order podium. I think that the Dutch boy's going to do it. Intrigued to see where Alonso ends up. That's something I want to watch this year. I think he might be on his deck chair being a bit grumpy soon, Alonso, because I don't think that Alpine is as good as he hoped it might be. And Lando Norris versus Ricciardo. I think that's one of the best battles this year, to see if this young British kid... You know, as usual, the racing might be a bit processional, but as usual, I love watching it. It's Formula One, it's the pinnacle. But of course, over the other side of the pond is perhaps my favourite single seater Formula. We've gone from Formula E to Formula One. Now, IndyCar, IndyCar starts at um, the Alabama Motorsports Road Course. And I just love that formula. I mean, I know the cars are all the same, different engine power plants, the Chevrolet and the Honda, they have different characteristics at different circuits. But it's just, you know, they have a lot of full course yellows for, for a spin and they don't, you know, they all bunch up. You know, they, they just, they're more sensible with their pace cars. You know, they close the pit lane, bunch of react. But you all go to the pit lane together, you all come out together and they only restart at the start finish line. You know, this is Formula One of Formula E and European pace cars. It's all this, when's you going to go? When's you going to go? And, yeah. and quite often the when's you going to go means he pulls out four car lengths. Whereas the American way, whether it's NASCAR, IndyCar, you know, you all cruise round to the start-finish line, the pace car peels off, and you go and together. It. And it's a much and you, better. And you don't get that Constantino just, effect as well when they when they get it wrong occasionally. Yeah. And you get that awful Constantino effect. I was laughing to myself then because I was thinking, of course, Grosjean, he's back. Grosjean. Well, the, the miracle yes. man, how? He's, I still <laughs> can't believe that crash. We were we were together on the weekend. And we were we were even talking about it then. But uh, but how do you think he's going to fare uh, along well, with the British hopes? There's a few British hopes. Uh, Max Chilton amongst others uh, this weekend. Yeah, Max, former Grand Prix. Though, he's sort of doing it for a bit of fun. I think Max now he's sort of semi-retired, uh, but he just loves racing and he's got sponsorship, so he's in it. Um, Ed Jones. Ed Jones was a former Indy Lights show. He's a sort of Hong Kong-based Brit, so he didn't really grow up in Britain racing. So I don't know much about him, but he's always quick. But I think Jack Harvey's actually our best British um, hope. We haven't got any real superstars in, in IndyCar at the moment, but Jack was the British Formula 3 champion back in about 2012, 2013. Uh, he couldn't get up the ladder. He did, a, he did a year of Formula 3, I think, European Formula 3, uh, GP3, I mean. But he couldn't get the money to keep going. So he went off to America to try and make his way. 
Uh, he came second twice in a row in the Indy Lights, but couldn't get sponsorship. For about the past four years, he's done about sort of three IndyCar races a year with the money he could get. Uh, but last season, he had a full season and he had some podiums. And he's a really talented kid, a Yorkshire lad, lovely lad. And he's finally sort of got a full season in a good team with money. So um, oh, good. really good hope Jack Harvey might be there. for. Otherwise, we haven't got any top bricks. But no relation, no relation to your old mate, Tim? No, no, no. I was Because <laughs> Tim Harvey's got a son called Jack. So when I first, oh, wow. when I first heard of Jack Harvey uh, being in Formula 3, I thought it might have been his son. But... And you didn't answer. Great... You didn't answer how Grosjean's going to fare. What did you think he's going to do? Anything at all? Well, they, he... they got power steering, so that could be a thing with his hands. If uh, how much pain are in his hands? Um, that's the difference in Formula One. That's why the steering wheel looks so active all the time because it's not dampened uh, by the power steering. But he's going to he'd be in the top ten mix. And of course, if your strategy works, you know you have to change the red wall tires, the softer tires, or the white tires, and you can change different strategies and pit stops whether you pit or not under a yellow. So this is why someone that's 20th on the first lap happens to pit early and then it gets fueled up when there's a yellow can, to lead and win the race. So, again, there's a bit of frustration could be in there, but it's swings. But it's exciting. I think, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's exciting. And there's, about, there's about 10 or 12 potential winners every weekend in IndyCar. Oh, good. Well, that's good. Uh, and NASCAR's back because it's back every weekend. I think yeah, what have we got this week? I wrote it down. I always love the names. <laughs> Actually, it's quite a boring one this weekend. It's just called yeah, the the Toyota Owners Four Hundred. How so good is that? How good was this weekend's the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief Five Hundred? Absolutely brilliant. I'm surprised That's more circuits great. don't do that in the UK. Just uh, sell themselves out to a, to a big sponsor. I well, the series signed it. But there's something else this weekend. I think there's actually a more important event than Formula One. More important than IndyCar. More important than NASCAR. Apparently, there's something called a Sprint happening. You any, any know about this? A sprint going on? Cater, Caterham, Cater, Caterham cars? Caterham uh, Academy Sprint. So my first official race ever uh, is the sprint race at Kerbera. So it's a figure of eight oval, a figure of eight. Um, and uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm excited. I still haven't tried on my hands or my helmets off being sprayed i've got all the gear as they say and absolutely no idea but the rumor has that you've done a bit of testing with this kerbera sprint is this likely to be viewed before the event yes so this is now monday evening so people will be able to view this monday evening and then tuesday which is crikey what's the day today monday the 12th so tuesday the 13th they'll be able to um have a look at a really fun video and i've got to say you're a you're not only a very good coach and teacher you're a <laughs> flipping good sport as well we had a lot of fun making this and yeah. thank you for for thinking about doing it as well you're, you're well i've got to get you up the leaderboard somewhere i can't have you moping around you know making excuses but this sprint i mean it it's it's what well, i can't remember the length was it 1300 yards it's not it's not even a mile is it they say, they, I, th I think they change it a little bit. Um, they change the configuration a little bit. We just got the regs through yesterday. And uh, so it is the figure of eight, the one that we did, thankfully, the one yeah. we tried out. But, <laughs> but the, the, there's a big discrepancy in time uh, on the fastest ever time, but they changed the tires a little bit. So it's Avon tires now that are doing the, the academy and they're quite chunky, but you can get them down. Yeah. I'm going to get them down as low as I can. <laughs> Wait, but sprints and hill climbs, I mean, you get very little track time. What are you going to get 
two practicing and two runs or a that's, sprint. You line up in a bed, you just go one at a time. And how many runs will you get, do you think? That's exactly right. A couple of runs, practice in the morning. Because it's so, it's so, such a delicate balance between a couple of the corners. You and I both think we, I can take in third. But then you watch all the videos and they're second on the rev counter. Da, 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 da. Uh, don't give our secret away. Don't tell everybody else. <laughs> Well, they don't know which corners, do they? So, so uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. And then, yes, a couple of time runs. So two practice, maybe three if we can squeeze it in, and then uh, two time runs. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I really want to do well in the first <laughs> event bit, of the season. I mean, Nature Academy always starts with a sprint, as it traditionally, and then it's just races from then on in. No more sprints or tests. It's straightforward. How many races after the sprint weekend are you going to get? Six races, so six Mallory, Knock Hill, so no more Anglesey, it's going to be Knock Hill now, which will be quite funny going up all the way to Scotland. Um, Silverstone, the main GP circuit, so that's amazing. 50 cars on the grid at Silverstone at one time, that's going to be Slipstream, I know those cars race, I've watched them on the television, they get massive slipstreams, they're like a box, aren't they? the back of the car is a box dragging its air into a hole and you slipstream by, so that would be epic. Well, so, well, they well, they did, they do talk about um, uh, Simon Lambert, who uh, kind of heads it all up from Caterham. He does talk about the slipstream and the toe, and you know he said you are literally this far away at 110 miles an hour, 150 miles an hour. So I I don't know whether I've got the bottle tip, but we'll we'll see. Maybe the you'll be there for love cars, Paul. Exactly. Depending on you, don't want you letting us down now this weekend. I'll be looking at the times. That, when's the event? Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. So Saturday. yeah. So I um. All the other events, I'm not sure about uh, Kerber actually, but all the other events are going to be live streamed. So, um, and we'll, we'll do a roundup. We'll do a roundup on our YouTube channel as I'll well. I'll be on so. TSL, timingsolutions.com. I'll be, I bet the times will be coming up on there, Paul Woodman. Number and 69, I, good number, number 69. Exactly. And I will be telling you warts and all, because if I'm rubbish, I'll be the first to tell you I'm rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to one week today. We'll be discussing Verstappen winning uh, the Grand Prix, uh, Roman Grosjean and uh, Jack Harvey starring IndyCar, and the big debate we'll be having in a week's time is the brilliant result from Love Cars Caterham. No pressure. I look forward to it. Thanks very much. Cheers. Look forward to your comments. I'll answer them. Let's get kicking off about Formula E if you want to. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>